You're listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 29. If you're familiar with narcissistic abuse, you might also be familiar with this term called future faking, but if not, let me explain. So future faking is when the narcissist or toxic person in your life makes promises for the future that they really never intend to keep. And typically they do this to get you to stop asking for reasonable things. So they put things off into the future with these false promises that will get you off their back and keep you quiet for as long as possible. And narcissists only do what they want to do. And if they feel forced into doing something they don't have any desire to do, then it's likely they're going to future fake. And here are some examples. So let's say you want to get married because you've been together for years and they put off the wedding for one reason or another, like after COVID or once I get that new job secured or when my kids are a little bit older. They might seem like reasonable excuses and usually the unsuspecting victim agrees. They might future fake big purchases for the home, like remodeling the kitchen or building the addition on the house. We can do that once we pay off our cars or we can remodel when the economy gets better. What happens here is they temporarily agree to the request, but under certain circumstances or conditions first. And typically, the reasons seem pretty reasonable. And I want to make sure that I am really clear about this because when when someone is future faking you, it's because they want to keep you on the hook for a longer period of time and they want to get you off of their back. So really skilled narcissists and toxic people will future fake over and over. And once you do the conditional things like pay off the car or maybe the economy gets better, right? It will still be put off into the future again for some other reason. Well, I know I said it, but now we've got this other issue we have to deal with, right? So basically what they're doing is just pushing it off further and further into the future to keep you from having something reasonable if it seems reasonable in the relationship. They will also do this with self-improvement type of things and relationship improvement things like we can go to that marriage therapist after work slows down or I'll start working on my anger issues after you go to the doctor about your issues or whatever that might be. So this tactic happens a lot with abusers and it ends up keeping you on the hook while time passes by and while you become more and more impatient. But here's the thing I want you to be aware of. Even if you've escaped the narcissist or this toxic person in your life, you could be future faking yourself. And that's not good because it blocks you from healing. So if you're someone who feels stuck on your healing journey, if you feel like you have a strong desire to make personal improvements, but you just can't be consistent, or if you feel like you're spinning your wheels, but nothing's really changing, it's possible that you could be future faking yourself. So if any of this sounds like you, just stay with me and we're going to dive right into how you can stop doing this and move forward to heal. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind 
to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence, and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny, so let's get started. Thank you so much for being here today. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that I always want to give you insight and tips and tools so that you can keep moving forward on your healing journey. And this particular topic about future faking is really, really important. Um, Another way that you can look at this is something that I call when-then dates. And a when-then date is basically just a future date that you have in your mind to accomplish something that you falsely believe is dependent on something else happening first. And I came up with this because along my own personal healing journey, I realized I was doing this to myself. And that really, really frustrated me because I'd already spent 20 years of my adult life having this future faking done to me and then I realized uh oh I'm doing this to myself and that's not good so a lot of times we end up doing these things to ourselves because it was such a conditioned behavior that was done to us by someone else it becomes something that just is like habitual or second nature and I want you to understand that there's nothing wrong with you if you've done this to yourself or if you're just now realizing and the light bulb is going off and you're thinking oh my gosh I do this to myself too so here are a few examples of what I'm talking about I'll start healing when I feel better I'll start working out when I lose some weight first when life slows down then I'll take the art class When my kids are older, then I'll have time for me. So you see, really, all we have is now. And if we keep relying on these when-then imagined dates out in the future for ourselves, you're likely never going to get there at all. So putting things off because you think something else needs to happen first is just delaying and denying a reality for yourself that you deserve. So one thing I want to make sure that you understand is if something needs to happen before something else can happen, then that's okay, right? So if you need to get your back in a healthier position through physical therapy before you start a yoga class, then obviously you're not future faking yourself, right? It's the times when we think that something else needs to happen before something else does, but it's not really true. So it's really, really important that you get really clear on if it is something that actually has to happen before something else or if you might be future faking yourself. So a lot of my rapid reprogramming clients come to me with a struggle because they have beliefs in their subconscious mind that are holding them back. And these things are um, phrases like, I don't deserve to have a happy life, or I'm a bad mom if I don't always put my kids first, or life is too busy and hectic for me to really enjoy this, or people will judge me if I do that. But the reality is, those are just thoughts. They are stories that are running on autopilot in your mind. And when I first learned about this, my own coach told me, it's like if you're in a grassy field and you're going from one edge to the other, you eventually wear down a deep groove, a pathway in that field. And you take that pathway every single time. And it never even occurs to you to go another way or to create a new pathway. 
Well, what those pathways are, are similar to the neural pathways in your mind. They're the same thoughts and beliefs that you keep telling yourself over and over again. And it never occurs to you to think about it differently. So which story are you going to argue for? The ones like I just mentioned? Or what about a new story to argue for like this? I am worthy of a happy life and I embrace it. I am not a bad mom. There are lots of really great moms I know who take time for themselves. Life is moving quickly and I will enjoy it so it doesn't pass me by. People will judge, sure, but I don't live my life on other people's terms or expectations of me. And if you have trouble identifying your thoughts like this, well, that's where I come in. I'm a certified coach to help you uncover these things that are getting in the way. And in my coaching program, I teach you not only how to uncover them, but also how to release them so you can start feeling better. So because I like to give you actionable takeaways, I want you to be able to stop using these when-then dates and this future faking on yourself. And it's imperative to catch it right in the moment and ask yourself, if you're arguing for something that's holding you back or are you arguing for something that's moving you forward? So the first step to stopping this future faking of yourself is to identify the when-then dates that you have committed to in your mind. And yes, you've committed to these because it's keeping you from doing something else. What are you promising yourself over and over? What is something you've been putting off? So write that down. Put it somewhere that you can see it. Are you telling yourself that you'll sign up for therapy after you go on your family vacation or that you'll start learning to meditate after you read all the half-read self-help books that you have sitting on your shelf? Will you tell your, or do you tell yourself that you'll start dating when you're healed? So you see, you can't stop or change the behaviors if you aren't aware of what those behaviors are. This is so, so important to understand what it is that's going on in your mind habitually and on repeat and automatically. And this is how we heal. So what are the things you know are good for you, but you keep putting off into the future? This is the really, really, really important piece. What are the things that you know are good for you, but you keep putting off into the future, right? Good for you. What do you believe needs to happen first before you do something else, but really has no bearing on the other thing? Okay, so what we need to do is identify the emotion associated with these when-then dates. That's the first step. So if you have a piece of paper, you're not multitasking, I'd love for you to sit down and take some notes while you do this, or you can come back and, and listen to it later. I'll go to therapy after I finish those self-help books, right? Is there a fear that therapy won't work? Is there a feeling of anxiety that you'll have to relive the past? Or are you feeling undeserving or unworthy of whatever it is that you've promised yourself? First, you have to identify the feeling so that you can figure out what it is and so that you can move on to the last step. I'm avoiding doing that yoga class because I'm afraid people will judge me. I'm putting off time for myself because I'm feeling guilty. I'm taking time away from my kids if I do that, right? So that's where the guilt would come in. Whatever it is, you have to identify the emotion first, right? And remember, if you've heard me speak on this podcast before, our thoughts in our subconscious mind are what create the emotions, not the other way around. So next, once you've determined what this feeling is, what is the emotion? You can figure out the thinking behind it. If you're afraid 
it might not work out, what specifically are you thinking about? Most people who have fear of something not working out think things like, I will fail or I should be perfect. Some people have thoughts running in their mind that say things like, nothing ever works out for me or some things never change no matter what you do. I'm going to be judged. People won't like me. I'll be taking too much time for myself. So when you identify the thinking, you decide if that particular thinking really aligns with you or not. Is this a story you want to keep supporting? Is this something that is holding you back? What other ways can this be seen by other people? And how else can you look at this? So getting to the source of the when-then dates is crucial to stopping it. It will show you what is driving your behaviors and non-action. The only thing that holds anyone back are the beliefs that they hold in their subconscious mind. So that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to remove these limiting beliefs because if you couldn't believe these things, you would act really differently. Okay, so the last step is to take action. This doesn't have to be anything major, just a baby step. If you've been promising yourself you'll do that therapy or that coaching after your family vacation that's six months away, just take a step, right? One tiny little step. You could take 10 minutes out of your day and research therapists in your local area or coaches that you might want to work with. This is action, right? Action helps us so much because once we've done something, just anything, we can see more clearly. Think about if you decided you wanted to start a new workout regimen and you really were having trouble becoming motivated, but you decided, you know what, I'm just going to get up in the morning and I'm going to take the dog for a five-minute walk. Well, once you do that, what happens is you realize that this really wasn't as hard as what I thought. It wasn't as bad as what I built it up in my mind. And I actually feel good. I feel like I can breathe really well. I maybe have a little bit of soreness in my legs or whatever it might be. And you realize that maybe you can do more. So what happens is this action moves us closer to the goals of the things that we want to do to stop us from doing that future faking and actually move us into what we want our lives to be, right? So all this is is just action. And inaction comes from what's inside your subconscious mind. So I really want you to understand this one thing that we can't think our way into feeling ready to do something. Action gives us the results and that helps us build confidence to do more. So maybe you can think of a time when you'd wished you'd done something sooner but it really wasn't as difficult as you'd built it up in your mind to be. I can, I can give you an example. I remember when I was putting off doing this podcast and I was thinking things like maybe people will judge me or maybe they'll think that I talk too fast or maybe it won't help anyone. And what I did was I got into those thoughts, just like I'm telling you to do, because I do this work too. And then I realized that this, this wasn't even true. And so I just started creating a plan and started taking baby steps. And before you know it, I'm up to episode 29. So if you've promised yourself something, like let's say you promised yourself to take that yoga class after your kids get out of school for the summer because it'll make your life a lot easier, right? To wait until you don't have to worry about doing other things um, throughout your day or you know managing your work schedule. Start looking for some 
maybe online yoga videos that you can do at home once a week, right? Because what will happen here is if you start doing things now, little actions now, chances are you're going to get a lot more clarity and you're going to be like, oh, wait, maybe I can fit that yoga in, or maybe I can do a little bit more, or maybe I can reach out to a friend and do this with her on the weekends, right? Whatever you're doing is you're moving yourself away from the future faking in these when-then dates and in the direction of what you already know is a goal for your healing. And remember, I said something good for yourself, right? So just to recap on this, first, you need to identify future faking. Are you doing this to yourself? What have you been promising yourself and falsely believing that something has to happen before something else can, right? I'm not talking about things that actually do need to happen first. Talking about things that maybe you're just putting off to procrastinate, right? Identify the emotion is next. Identify the emotion is key, right? What is the emotion that's associated with this future promise that just never happens? Like, what are you feeling? What is the emotion that's going to be key? Then identify the thinking behind those emotions. What are you believing on repeat? What are the thoughts going through your mind most often when you're feeling that emotion? Or if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling um, low self-worth, whatever that is, if you're feeling guilt, what is the emotion? And realize that if you couldn't believe those thoughts that were on repeat in your mind, your behaviors will change. The thoughts create the emotions and the emotions drive our behaviors. And lastly, take action. Baby steps are really all you need. Action helps us see so much more clearly and moves us toward where we want to be. So for me, recently, I'll give you an example. I was trying to work out a lot more physically. I wanted to be in better shape and I wanted to feel healthier. And all I did was committed to two minutes per day of some sort of physical activity. So while I was brewing my coffee, I was doing squats. While I was drying my hair, I was um, doing deadlifts, right? So I was doing these things, but I just committed to two minutes. That was it. After about a week of doing this, I was ready to get working out for real. And I started putting on a 30-minute workout and I started doing it in my living room and I feel so much better. But action is really what starts this. And like I said, you don't have to take action and get out there and run a mile tomorrow. You literally can just take a five-minute walk. So if you want to stop future faking yourself and stop making these promises that you never really intend to keep, try these steps out and see if you can experience this transformation for yourself. And if you want to work with me one-on-one in my coaching program, just send me a DM or click the link in the show notes, and I would be happy to have a free chat with you to learn if this is something that could help you along your healing journey. Thanks for listening, and here's to believing in you. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information to help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in